0: No, no pundit on TV will ever get a job again.
1: <laughs> Dreadful. Dumb and dumber, I'd call hello 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 and welcome back to the 40 yard switch episode 91 uh as always you're listening to me just woodson and me wilbur (laughs) and we're here to break down what has been another entertaining week in the european and mostly english football world um so, without further ado, let's kick things off with the most recent happenings, which was the Champions League this morning. The first two games of the quarterfinals were played out, uh, with the first leg of the Manchester City versus Bayern and Inter Milan versus Benfica ties being played. Uh, and I guess we'll kick it off with the, 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 the more notable of the two clashes, which was the Bayern Man City game. Uh, yeah. I got up at five to watch this one, so yeah, it was it was a very entertaining game, and a pretty close game until about 60 minutes in, Bayern, it was pretty, pretty like back and forth in the first half, and it was just like a crazy goal from Rodri in the first half that separated them, Bayern came out probably stronger the first 10, 15 minutes of, this, of the second half, but then it was
0: just all city for the last bit of the game. Yeah, it seems like Bayern just sort of ran out of legs as well. Mm. Was was it was that was that from pressure like constant pressure? Yeah, for man City? City
1: were just relentless and like to a man, every single one of their players was like on point. They made zero mistakes and mm. they just harried Bayern and hurried Bayern and eventually Bayern made some mistakes and they just punished them. Yeah, because like Bayern, like Thomas Tuchel said in the post-match interview, he was like, "We didn't play that badly. We just got absolutely punished for some for like one or two mistakes."
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: and that's what happened. But that's the thing. It's like just like when Arsenal played. City earlier this season we made two big mistakes we lost 3-1 yeah yeah um,
0: and yeah obviously Harlan absolutely killing it as well yeah um,
1: had a pretty quiet game yeah until the 60th minute and then he pops up at like and that. there
0: was there was a chance early on as well that he kind of fluffed a little bit yeah just again. rolled at the keeper yeah yeah but I think he's just I mean he's like every other player in that City team they're just constantly working hard um, and creating so many chances and yeah I mean, his tally this season is ridiculous. Yeah.
1: You know. right. So yeah, that tally that we speak of is now uh, 45 goals in all competitions, which I'm sure anyone that's following uh, European football and any football page has seen. That's the most of any Premier League player ever uh, in a season, and he's still got at least 10 games of football left if he doesn't get injured.
0: Mm. Yeah. So. And I think, like I think we we spoke about. Um, I don't know, him not like potentially not hitting the ground running. Yeah. But there's still people out there. Maybe not criticizing him individually, but saying City are a better team when he's in yeah when he's not in the squad. And like um, nitpicking
1: little things about how he's like you know, his link up plays and that good and Yeah, yeah. It's just like Oh yeah,
0: he's not so good at dropping deep. It's like well <laughs> Yeah. This guy is ridiculous. Do you I so do do you think I think we spoke about this. Was mentioned like maybe a few weeks ago. Is Is Mbappe? Who's better, Mbappe or Haaland? Or are they? Yeah, two we've, different. We've to compare? we've had
1: we've had this debate, or not really a debate, but we we discussed this like maybe last year sometime. I think we had it was like a. I think more recently as well. We
0: were we just we were discussing Mbappe as well. And I think you mentioned you reckon that he was better, but slightly. Yeah, Yeah. Um.
1: I think Mbappé is still slightly better just because he seems to be a more versatile player and he's done it on slightly bigger stages other than the World Cup.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, but Mbappé hasn't done it in a hard league and uh, this season Haaland has been better.
0: Yeah, It so, is hard as well because he's done it I in think the it's World close. Cup and he's done it in, you know... Yeah, I mean, like, they didn't have a great Euros before that. But you know that performance in the World Cup final definitely makes a big difference. It's just yeah, I don't know. I think the thing is they're also different players as well.
1: Yeah. And like I'm not going to knock Mbappe's hat trick in a World Cup final because it's a blooming hat trick in a World Cup final. But two of those goals were penalties. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> like it's not like he was out here scoring three incredible goals and like you know willing his team. It's like he okay, he scored one really really good goal yeah. and then two penalties. Yeah. But it was still an incredible performance. Mm -hmm. um but i i think i've seen some people out there some like you know online football people on tiktok and instagram and stuff say that like it's mbappe and then it's like a there's like a gap and then it's harlan that's that's nuts it's there it's those two at the top and then there's a gap yeah like that that those two are very close Mm. and i think Harlan's shown that this season he's been he's been better in club and Uh, club tournament football this season than Mbappe has and he plays in a significantly more difficult league
0: Mm. yeah yeah but also I I suppose the other thing you could say is that Man City dominate every like most games that they go into and he's given so much but PSG dominate every
1: game they go into in the French league and like it's and like it's partly Mbappe's fault that they're, that they're not as good in the Champions League because they're hamstrung by his, Neymar's, and Messi's contracts, which is why they don't have a deeper team. Mm. I mean, that showed against Bayern. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's separate, though. But yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah it's, it's, it's not a <laughs> knock on me, but like if, like, like when people start bringing up, oh, but Hans in a better team, blah, 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 it's like, well, these are factors that neither player can control.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah. True. I think that's the thing. I think it is just so close. Yeah. Um... That you have to start looking at those things, but yeah. Um, but I
1: guess I guess the a better question would be, uh, you're Everton, I'm Arsenal. Who would you rather have in your team? Mm.
0: I'd prefer to have Erling Haaland. Yeah, yeah. I I think I just think there's players potentially who could who can do. There's other players who can do what. Um, there's more players who can do close to what Mbappe does, yeah. but there's less players who can do close to what Haaland does. Like yeah. This, yeah,
1: and for the and for that exact reason, I, my answer would be the same. Like, yeah. uh, sure, Mbappe off the left wing or maybe even up top every now and then would be great for us. But I, I, I would, t- I think Mbappe over Gabriel Jesus, No, sorry, Haaland instead of Gabriel Jesus, and I love Gabriel Jesus, is would make our team better than having
0: Mbappe over. Gabriel Martinelli. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's a very different question for Everton because yeah. you're going from, well, I mean, the, you the jump similarly going from Dwight McNeil to Mbappe, to Mbappe or, or Ellis, Ellis Sims, Sims. <laughs> or, or what's, what's the name? No, Gray. Neil uh, Mopay. <laughs> Neil Mopay to Erling Haaland. But. Yeah. Anyway, and anyway. also
1: this uh, this is another thing. I, I see people being like, oh, but he's never like Haaland's like just he only plays in like good teams where he's spoon fed. He hasn't done it. Like uh, one that's false. He's yeah. had this golfing record for Leipzig and for Salzburg and for Dortmund. Yeah. Two, if you drop, I guarantee you, if you dropped him in any of the twenty Premier League teams, he would he maybe not this many goals, but he would still be a twenty goal season striker. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hundred
1: percent. I guarantee. I put. I'd put. I'm not a gambling man, so I wouldn't put anything on it. But I I guarantee
0: Yeah, I agree it's not about the team. Because, you know, what he did with Salzburg in that first Champions League campaign was ridiculous. Then he comes to Dortmund, just hits the ground running in a ridiculous way. And his goal scoring record at Dortmund is crazy too. And then he comes to City and goes up a level. So, you know, he's, he's also in that time at Salzburg and Dortmund is still learning. Like he's so young. And he um, still
1: is it, and he still he's only in his first season at Man City. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's it's a bit scary. But yeah. Anyway, um, he had, he had a great game. He had a great game, and that was, I suppose, the difference in the like. The Roger, Roger goal was great, but the game really changed when Haaland seemed to come into it.
1: Yeah, he played that beautiful cross for, um, uh, Bernardo Silva, and then a weak foot volley finish to seal it. Like yeah it's just class yeah but yeah City uh, I'd say as good as out of reach against Bayern Um, like you know stranger things have happened but um, the way City are playing at the moment I'd be very surprised if Bayern can put three past them let alone four Um, yeah so
0: yeah yeah I really don't think there's a way back for for Bayern at this point yeah Yeah.
1: Um, on to Inter winning away at Benfica this game was a bit shit compared to the other one not going to lie uh, and the pundits um, you know Max Rushton and co and Boz and Foz your mates yeah my <laughs> mates were saying something similar on the broadcast this morning they were saying like I think Max said it he's like at half time they were crossing live to like Nikki Bandidi or I think he's like the Italian football correspondent and Max was like it's on our second TV and I'm not going to lie not much has drawn me to the second TV throughout the course of that half yeah so, um, but yeah, I think I think the vibe I got from watching the extended highlights was Inter just seemed, and from what Nicky Bandidi said, um, is that Inter just seemed to, like, defensively nullify what Benfica had been so good at, like the, you know, running everywhere, crazy, you know, pace and press and everything, um, and it just sort of slowed the game down massively, which didn't help Benfica at all. And there, and like, neither team created much, but then Inter had, what, one moment of class and then a penalty, and that was enough. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it, it, it's definitely an interesting one because it's definitely not how we 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 like thought it would go given Inter's performance against Porto, who are below Benfica in the in the Portuguese league, but. Yeah, that's that's cup football, I suppose. Yeah, and it's then, good to see Lukaku scoring. Yeah, and even, if, even if it's from a doing party. the
1: anti-racism celebration. Yeah, yeah. Um, After all that happened against the event against Juventus uh, in the league on the weekend. Yeah, which is I, I can't believe we're still I I, I can't believe I can I, I can't I, I can't believe it because obviously it's rife, but like it's just crazy that we're still talking about. Yeah, players getting racially vilified almost every week at this point. It's mm-hmm. happening back out- in our country in the AFL and still in. Um in Europe and it seems to be particularly rife in Italy I'm not sure what the go is there but
0: yeah I don't know I mean it is it is happening everywhere but yeah. I feel like I've heard quite a few reports coming out yeah potentially from from Italy mm.
1: yeah disappointing but good on Big Rom he he celebrated the same way against Juventus and got a second yellow card and sending off which is absolutely ludicrous for that celebration Did he? Um, yeah in the Juventus game yeah I gave him a second yellow because it was like inside in the crowd or some shit I don't know um, yeah, it's just like Common sense needs to pre- needs to prevail there If you're a referee Like, what are you doing? Yeah um, and But then this time he didn't So that's good um, But yeah yeah, Inter win two win against But I, I do still think this tie There's more in this tie Because Benfica can make I reckon Benfica might go away And make some adjustments And be like, why did we struggle? Can we fix that? Because they've got so many quality players That I can see that Um yeah. still plenty to play for At the San Siro in
0: yeah, I, I do think, you know, even though the away goals, get goals, um, rule doesn't apply anymore. Um, I, I feel like it's hard now. Yeah. Like losing two nil at home. It's, you know, it's still, there's still an advantage there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: But anyway, um, uh, that's two quarterfinal first legs down. There'll be two more by the time that would have happened by the time this goes, uh, out tomorrow morning. Um, yeah. Chelsea Real Madrid, uh, who (laughs) we'll we'll see how that goes, and uh, Napoli uh, AC Milan. Just interestingly, I I was just scrolling through Instagram before we move on, and I saw this like, you know, there's like this TikTok guy that like features on Stan Sports FC, Stan Sport FC Instagram every now and then, the guy that does all the TikTok videos at Clifton Park oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah and he was like giving his predictions and he was like and like this was before the game started and it was like oh I'm going Man City 3 Bayern 0 tie's gonna be over I'm going uh, Inter 2 Benfica 0 like, like, Harlan's gonna score I oh, know uh, Lukaku's gonna score 2 and, th- and then he's like yeah I'm, uh, and then he's like um Napoli will be too good for AC Milan, just like they are in the City, Are 2-0. And then Chelsea are going to lose against uh, Real Madrid 2-1 because he's a Chelsea fan. And I, initially, I was like, what a fucking idiot. There's no way City are going to smash my <laughs> and then And Benfica are going to win. Now I'm like, hang hey, on a minute, he's spot on. <laughs> he got it exactly right. Yeah, both the first two games. Exactly hectic. right. That is hectic. Yeah, good on him. Anyway, uh, moving on, back to British soil uh, and to Wales for what is being dubbed... Uh, as the biggest non-league game in history um, with uh, I saw Ryan Reynolds post about this on Instagram today uh, More, th- uh, this game had more mentions on Twitter about it than the Liverpool Arsenal game
0: really? yeah holy shit yeah <laughs> it's like
1: 68,900 something versus 68,100 something um, yes yeah, so what we're talking about is Wrexham's win against uh, Notts County in the National League the, le- the fifth of year- tier of English f- or British football. Um, uh, one, like the level outside the... What, what is it? The, the Football
0: League? Yeah, which Football is, League. Which yeah. Is the
1: League 2 and up.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it used to be called. Yeah, it's now something else now.
1: Uh, anyway. Maybe
0: it is, the football, maybe it is um, the football League.
1: But yeah. So the League Below League 2 and like the league that only has one promotion spot to get to uh, League 2. For any listeners that are not... Uh, privy to the story that is unfolding in the National League um, have you found out what it is
0: um, no
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay Well, I'll continue uh, just chime in if you find out um, so basically uh, Wrexham the team brought out by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney uh, roughly two years ago um, uh, are currently vying for promotion to League 2 um, and they are level on Well, we're going into this game Uh, They were level on points with Notts County on 100 points in a 46-game season. Uh, Both on 100 points, uh, Notts County with uh, Wrexham with one game in hand, though. Uh, And uh, Wrexham proceeded to win 3-2 in an extremely dramatic game. We've both watched the highlights. Uh, But (laughs) the moment of the game is Ben Foster, who Wrexham signed out of retirement for the last eight games of the season, or nine games of the season, a couple weeks ago, saved a penalty in the 97th minute with virtually the last kick of the game. To still seal all three points, which was just—it's just crazy, like, yeah, un- absolutely unreal.
0: And it's not—it's not like a poorly hit penalty either. No, it's a it's really a strong really good hand. Save. Um, yeah, and I think in the context of everything, everything else that happened in that game, um, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, um, you love to see
1: it. You just love to see it. That's good, let's go and like he—he's saying that's like the that's like the the craziest game he's ever played in like in his entire career. And mm. also, it's like on the, like to the day. Um, uh, eighteen years ago, Ryan Reynolds won this like lower league trophy playing for Wrexham when he was twenty years old. Uh, okay, right, but, yeah. So like, it's crazy. On Wait, this... Ryan Reynolds? No, not Ryan Reynolds. Sorry, Ben, Fo- <laughs> ben Foster. I've done oh. that. Well, he's played for Wrexham before. Yeah, back when he was like twenty years old. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. Too. Yeah, That's so cool. crazy. Just stories upon stories. You'd love to see it. Um, so yeah, Wrexham now three points ahead with four games left, and Notts County still on 100 points with three games left. So, one to watch.
0: Yeah, I think potentially as a segue back into the the Premier League as well, I'm not sure what game we're doing first, but yeah. it was interesting when we were watching it with Gus and Deck that they commented on the fact that it's nice to watch a game. Like, obviously, the atmosphere was so good, but it was nice to watch a game that's a bit more, well, a bit less interrupted by VAR. Yeah. And, like, there's there's decisions going, you know, this way and that way, but they're almost more pa- <laughs> palatable when it's, not it's just everyone moves yeah. yeah it's just like okay well the ref didn't see it you just move on
1: yeah yeah. and also one thing I was uh, this is sort of related to that uh, when I was watching the highlights with um, Joey Conroy he said that like it's it's almost nicer to watch a level where like it's like obviously they're, they're way better than us still but mm-hmm. like that it's not like they're not so fucking good that like every touch they do, every pass they do, you just like this is unrealistically like yeah yeah out of this world good. Like it's actually seems somewhat relatable. The level they're playing at, like it's still good level and it's good to watch. It's not terrible, but like it's it it seems a little bit more relatable. Yeah, like you can imagine your team scoring a goal like that. Yeah, yeah. But yes, on the topic of VAR, we, I was going to do it the other round, but we might as well use that as a segue. So um,
0: it is called the English Football League. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So yes,
1: uh, Wrexham, one step, big step closer to getting promotion to the Football League for the first time in 20 years. They've been in the National League for, they've been in the yeah, the National League for 20 years. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yes, moving on to, so from, so in that, in that Wrexham game, there are a bunch of questionable decisions, but everyone just played on. And in this game, they're about to talk about the Premier League. There are a bunch of questionable decisions, and VAR looked at them and seemingly got it wrong on at least two of them. In my opinion, maybe three of them, but you can probably get like the third one, whatever. But the Tot- the Tottenham Brighton game is what we're talking about. Tottenham win two one. Um, in my I, I, obviously, I'm, I sound biased as a. Tottenham anti Tottenham Arsenal fan, yep. but I I, feel, I can feel pretty confident in saying that Brighton were robbed in in that
0: game. Yeah, I think um, I think when it happens as often as it as it did in that game, it's yeah. Yeah, it's I mean you say.
1: you've only reached us recently. Watched the Hearts, so you maybe haven't had a chance to stew in it as much, but pretty egregious, you'd say.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah you d- you definitely hate it more because you're <laughs> yeah cause you hate Tottenham and you yeah. like Brighton. I also li- quite like Brighton. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I think the last one is like you, you wouldn't really think of it as much as you wouldn't think of it as the third one, or, or maybe one of them if the first two hadn't happened. Because I think it does hit his hand and affect where the ball is. Is I mean, yeah, yeah no, no. If his hand wasn't there, there's
1: a case for handball there. I'll yeah, yeah. agree, but it's just one of those. It's so finicky that you're like, oh. Yeah. But yeah, the other two is what the ones are. So yeah,
0: the the, the ball hits McAllister with his hand next to his body, slightly away, from, like the hand slightly away from the body.
1: But it hits him on the elbow. Yeah. The elbow is like but t- it, tucked right next to his body. But
0: it kind of goes along his arm.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. But like, it, anyway. it, yeah, so I can see that like, giving a handball because it does affect the play. But like, who knows if ben, uh, Hugo Lloris even saves the initial Danny Wilbeck shot. Yeah. Like, anyway, but that that's the one that was least of our worries. Yeah. Um, the other two were... The first one. The Mitoma shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, for those who haven't watched, ball gets played into the box. Matoma controls it with his shoulder beautifully and then hits it on the volley past Lloris. It's a beautiful goal. Gets called back for handball and um, you can see the ball hits very clearly, right smack bang between the edge of his shirt sleeve and the top of his shoulder. It's like he uses that part, which you're legally allowed to use and which they've preached as being part of the body that you are allowed to use because it gets used in offside calls all the time. Yeah, um, yeah, true, true. Um, Yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah, and like this, like video still frame, all like all the photos that you see, it's just clearly it's there. Like I'm pointing to my hand on my shirt sleeve right now. Like it's not close to his arm. Um, yeah, and
0: it's it, it's more shoulder. I mean, the freeze frame, it's basically over his shoulder. Yeah. But part's, part of it's extending to the upper half of his upper arm. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So,
1: but he gets called back for handball, and it's just like, yeah, it's just,
0: I don't know. Like. Yeah, see, this one's an interesting one, because, yeah, the, the referee's assistant calls it. Yeah, straight w- away. With full view of it. And then it goes to VAR, and it's checked, and the 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 handball stands or or the
1: goals. I I don't remember seeing if the if the referee actually goes to the monitor. Or if you do, if the VR just goes, yeah, that's handball confirmed.
0: Yeah, the that's what happened. Yeah, he he was he was standing next to the goals with the ball. Yeah, and he got the wet, and then he.
1: So yeah, like why is he not gone and looked at that? and Like actually, no, that's not handball.
0: Hmm.
1: Anyway, so that's one. And then for my one, for, my, for for me, the most the worst one of the three is 70 minutes in Brighton have a corner bit of bubble in the box comes out to Matoma he controls it and then goes to move on and then a Tottenham player just steps on his foot and trips him up like like, like it's just the most it would get called a foul anywhere on the pitch like there's it, like it's not like he gets a slight knock and falls over like he literally trips up because someone is standing on his foot yeah and yeah. it's like, so obvious and, uh, and VAR doesn't even send the referee to the monitor. Uh, apparently checks it super quickly and says, that's fine, and that's it. And then Tottenham go and score a few minutes later and, and win the game. So Brighton disallowed two clear goals. Yeah, and, w- and then the third one. A goal and a penalty. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think, I mean, the second one, yeah, it's it's one of those ones where I think Hojbjerg even gets, has it kind of first, or like, the ball's in front of Hojbjerg and Mitoma comes from like beside him yeah. gets there first and then Hojbjerg steps on him which is like always always a foul like when the, when the attacker gets there first and the defender accidentally Catches them. Yeah. That's the foul. Um, That's
1: like what happened with what we'll talk about in a second Rob Holding against Diogo Jota in the Liverpool game. mm. Like they're both running for the ball. Jota gets in front of him and they tap legs. It's It's a foul.
0: Yeah. The only thing that I could say in VAR's defense for that one is that I don't know what, you know, what could have VAR seen that the referee didn't already see, sort of thing. True, but like maybe he has. A, 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 so then maybe the case is to go to the. I uh, don't know, but yeah. The
1: case surely, if, because maybe the referee's not seen him step on the foot. Yeah.
0: But it was so.
1: But like so it, happened to, it happened so quickly that like. You're yeah, like, true, true. That's why I'm thinking, Like, just send him to the monitor. Like I don't understand. Mm. And like. Yeah,
0: but anyway. But yeah, I, I suppose that's p- part of the faults of VAR. There's one where it's like you know, the the referee doesn't get sent to the monitor and then every time he does get sent to the monitor he goes with what the VAR, anyway. Yeah. The VAR at the end of the day makes the decision and I think that's part of the issue.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Now to a game that thankfully didn't have any VAR controversy um, uh, but was a fantastic game and a brilliant advert for the Premier League which was Liverpool to Arsenal to the uh, Monday morning our time uh sunday afternoon fixture um i've put down my first note game of the season question mark um it's i think it's up there Mm. i'm not sure if you can i I can't categorically think of all the games at the top of my head right now but i'd say it's top three
0: yeah i think i think it just because liverpool are playing for less potentially at this point yeah maybe maybe it doesn't have that kind of Maybe that holds it back in terms of being one of the best of the season, but, yeah. but I just think from like the spectacle. Of yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely up there. I'm I'm trying to think of what's been better.
1: I think, yeah, Tottenham Everton was really entertaining, but that was yeah. only that was only one half. I feel like that was entertaining. Uh, Man, us beating Man United three two was entertaining. Yeah, at, at home. Um. Any of the games where
0: Man United got walloped? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it's definitely up there. I just think the, the craziest is the change in momentum. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, which, which was my next point, which was... I feel like the Shaka Trent moment was like the crux of the entire game. Mm. And like the the, the the moment it all swung.
0: To be fair, I watched the mini-match, so she I didn't, didn't actually see, see yeah. that incident. Um but I've explained but it. To, I, I've explained I, it to you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. No wait. Trent. Got
1: so basically, kicked. no, yeah. Shaka Shaka gets kicked on the sideline and thinks he should have a foul. It's not given, so he gets up in a huff and runs after the ball. And then Trent has it, and Trent passes the ball off. And then like a second later, Shaka like bumps him from behind. And then Trent goes, "What the fuck, man!" And like <laughs> runs up and like pushes him in the back. And then they get in each other's face, and they both get yellow cards, and everyone's all riled up. Um, and then you can hear the crowd just gets goes crazy and then like trent seems seems to playing like a man possessed from there on out like defends martinelli like an absolute hound like martinelli tries to get past him like three separate times trent like harries him every time then clears the ball out for the last one like revs up the crowd and then like they and like at at this point anfield's at like boiling point
0: and then they score like a minute later um and then it was literally all Liverpool for the rest of the game. Yeah, When that goal went... The first goal went in as well. That was, that was yeah. crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, the noise ran out for when Roberto Firmino
0: scored was just ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. So, did, did Arsenal really do... I mean, they obviously blew a 2-0 lead, but yeah. did, did they do anything... I don't know, are you disappointed with the performance after 40 minutes?
1: Uh, I'm not really because every all, all good teams have gone there and lost or yeah. gone there and not won yeah. like City have done it multi, over, the, over the years United got battered there just weeks ago yeah um, Chelsea have gone there and lost when they were good um, we haven't won there since in a decade um, so in the grand scheme of things like after 40 minutes if you had asked me I would have been like yeah hell yeah that's two points dropped but looking back on it, that's, I'll take it. I'll absolutely take a point there. Yeah. Um,
0: it's just, yeah, it's just hard with the start being the way it was. Yeah. Um, but,
1: but the, like, we played well at the start, but also Liverpool would just seem to be like what they were doing, just being on autopilot, which like, they seem to have been on for weeks. Mm. And it's weird how Liverpool have it in them to finish top four if they play, like, they played from 40 minutes onwards. Mm. Like, if, like, that's, like, it's, it's it's it reminds me of this sort of stupid millennial phrase, Gen Z phrase, which is like if you if he wanted to, he would. Okay. Like talk talk about how like boyfriends would like like <laughs> do nice things for their partners if if like if they wanted to, they would. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's yeah. like Liverpool, if they wanted to, they would win games. <laughs> like they would play well. It seems to be like it it's not a their bad thing, mm-hmm. maybe in Fabinho... Even Fabinho, though. I thought he was a bad player. He played really well yesterday. Mm. Or the other day. Trent, as soon as you got pissed off, phenomenal. One-on-one defending, not a problem. Yeah, And also, offensively, was the best he's played all season.
0: Yeah,
1: um, Van Dyke and Canate looked, looked like their old selves. I mean, Kanate was fabulous all-game. And then, yeah, literally... And then Thiago comes on, looks great. Firmino comes on, looks great. Darwin Nunes didn't score, came on, looked great. Like, Liverpool... If, they, if Liverpool just played how they played in that what was it 55 minutes 60 minutes you know including out of time they would be up there in contention. the top 4 contention but they don't yeah for some weird reason
0: I think, I still think and I mean yeah again I didn't watch the whole game I watched the mini match but I still think there was shades of what's been wrong with Liverpool this season and if those things weren't wrong they, they would have won one Van Dijk being a little bit out of sorts with the first one like, yeah, the ball hasn't come to him that. Quickly. That's what I
1: mean. The first forty minutes was there. Was there was the same issues.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and like probably starting slowly and being on autopilot, like you mentioned, and then Mohamed Salah is finishing. Like, yeah, um, should have had a hat trick. Yeah, two consecutive penalty misses he, in the I, Premier I, I, League.
1: Would you almost take him off penalties if you were Liverpool? You've got so many good attacking players. Like
0: I don't think Klopp would. I don't yeah. think Klopp would.
1: I consider it. Fernandes was
0: taken... I I he's very loyal, I feel Fernandez like. Fernandes
1: was taken off penalties for pretty similar...
0: Yeah, but he's a knob. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Also, he doesn't have the history of, you know, Mohamed Salah. Yeah. Like what Mohamed Salah has done for Liverpool slash Jürgen Klopp. Mm. Yeah, anyway. Um, I do agree, though, yeah. Like,
1: Salah hasn't had a... Like, stats-wise, hadn't had, still had an okay season across all competitions. Like, 20 goals and, like, 10 assists or something. But in the Premier League, it hasn't been his typical self.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think, but just by his standards. Yeah. So yeah, th- there was shades of it, but yeah, also shades of why they have been so good for, for quite a long time.
1: Yeah, I also think um, off air when we were doing our little like what would be your team of the season so far things the other week, I said Nick Pope. I I think I changed it to Ramsdale now. That perform on, just based on that performance and the fact yeah. that he's played a few more games than Nick Pope has this season. Mm. Because Nick Pope missed with, like, the suspension and an injury, I think.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he had that. I mean, he had a brain fart, essentially. Yeah. Um, and it meant that he... Well, because, yeah, then he missed out on the League Cup final. And three, and two other games, yeah. yeah. so Ramsdale has just been ridiculously consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, he
1: was... I, I'd say he was man of the match.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Him or Kanate probably. But yeah. I'd say him. Like, single-handedly won us a point at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a crazy game and a great advert for football. And um, this links back to the start when we were talking about how good City are. Um, I don't like... I, I know it's Anfield and you can kind of get overwhelmed by the whole situation. But I don't like, A, how Arteta seemed to be outcoached by Klopp in the second half. Like he made poor substitutions. He made them too late. He didn't seem to help make us adjust in any way to how Liverpool were playing. We just seemed to, like, clear it and then lump it and then clear it and then lump it. Like, we didn't hold on to the ball for any long periods to kind of nullify the pressure. Mm. So that worries me. And then also it worries me for when we face City in two weeks because City are that good right now and we looked a little shaky. Saka was poor, Odegaard was poor, and Saliba still has no return date. And while Rob Holding wasn't poor, I thought he was fine, like a 6 out of 10 performance. Um across the game he still has that moment in it and I don't blame him for the penalty that's just something that happens in football like those yeah. who play football know that's just unlucky how it happens but it still, ha- it still happened to him and it's like you know hmm. could that happen against City yeah
0: so Leper had has had moments as well he has but
1: like I think there's just a, gen- a more of a general calmness when he's at the back than when Rob Holding's at the back yeah true maybe that's just my own stress levels when watching <laughs> Arsenal
0: but anyway yeah I'm, I'm worried. I'm breaking
1: it for when we play City. I mean, I definitely
0: sure. agree that you'd prefer to have Saliba there, but I think Rob Holding has been More than pretty good and yeah. wasn't the reason, like, you no, know, wasn't the reason why Liverpool came back into the game and Arsenal didn't adjust to it, in a exactly. sense. Exactly, yeah.
1: No, I think he was fine. I do, like, what the biggest thing about Arteta's managing in the second half that I was confused about was he brought, he took Odegaard off and like Odegaard wasn't having a great game, but like, he took Erdegaard off for Jacob Kivior, who's only player who only made two appearances before then for his third ever appearance for the club with 10 minutes of normal time plus added time to go. And then Kivior's first involvement just rushes out, fouls a player, Liverpool play on, and Darwin Nunes almost scores. And I'm just like, why were you bringing him on in the first place? And if Darwin Nunes had a score there, that would have absolutely crushed Kivior's confidence. Yeah, true. It's just not the time to bring on a player for his third ever start he's a 22 year old defender like yeah. if you're going to take Odegaard off bring on Jorginho or someone like a press resistant type player like him or player that can help us hold the ball don't bring on a third centre back like what a
0: yeah
1: anyway that was but like I get it like Anfield can get to the, can not only get to the players but can also
0: get to a young manager
1: mm. so yeah. yeah
0: I think that is another thing that isn't really talked about that much. Like how well Arteta has, has done. Yeah. I've, like he's literally been what is this his third, third full third yeah, season, yeah. Third full season coaching. That's like it's crazy. crazy. Anyway.
1: No, yeah, no, I do agree. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: It's yeah, it's not spoken about that much though, I feel like.
1: Um but okay, uh speaking of coaches. <laughs> another segue. We've segued. Um, uh Leicester. And hopefully, hopefully, this is the last time we talk about a coaching appointment this season before the season finishes. Leicester City have appointed Dean Smith as caretaker/slash interim coach for the remainder of the season. Formerly of Norwich and Aston Villa, it's a bit of an uninspiring decision. I know, I, I I think he he can probably heat them up considering the quality of their squad and his experience in you know relegation scraps, but it's still a bit of a eh signing.
0: Yeah, what do you think? I think it's just another one, and another one where, you know, the same as Chelsea, the same as Tottenham, um, they've sacked a decent manager or gotten rid of a decent manager with no clear plan for what's next. Like I think they were pursuing Jesse March for a little bit. That was so stupid. I don't know why we get him. And then now they've landed on Dean Smith. With yeah, I, I I just think. There just seems to you know that obviously it's it's the most managerial changes ever in a Premier League season. Mm. Um, there just seems to be that extra appetite for for just changing managers because because of potentially just because of that new manager bounce with like a few games left in the season. I don't I don't know, but but yeah.
1: I I think that the more this happens and the more t- teams sack managers, hoping for a new manager the bounce, the less new manager bounce will become a thing. Yeah. True. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's I think I point. think they'll still stay up. I think they'll win a few games. not necessarily because Dean Smith is a good manager, just because, but just because their team's too good. Um, but then yeah, they'll, again, there will be they'll be another club looking for a new manager in the in the off season. Another manager that I just before we finish, another manager that I didn't mention when we were talking about all the managers that are out of a gig next year or in this off season later this year who I actually i now thinking about it now I think would be great at Leicester because it's a step up from his previous club I think Ralph Hasenhutl would be a really good manager for Leicester
0: oh yeah true I think
1: he was punching he was punching above his weight though below he was Southampton were punching above their weight with him as manager yeah yeah like like he should never have been sacked because that that Southampton squad is the worst squad in the Premier League bar maybe Bournemouth yeah um and yeah, I think with... Similar similar to like an Eddie Howe... Like obviously not as good as Eddie Howe, but similar to like an Eddie Howe or someone like that, like a manager who did like a, a lot Dyche. with not much. Yeah, Sean Dyche. Um, I think he could do more with the more funds and better talent on his team that Leicester have.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree for sure. I think... I just think the, the thing that I remember about Ralph Hassenhudel though was just how like up and down his team were. Yeah. Like with the and they, with Eddie Howe and Graham yeah. Potter and Sean Dyche, they were all kind of like... Steady. Yeah. But Hassan was up and down, but I, I agree that I think, yeah, I think he's a good, he's a good manager. But yes, um, that's
1: the, yeah, like we said before, hopefully no more talk, no more manager talk from here to the end of the season. Um, we're not going to preview any, uh, Premier League games for the weekend coming up because they're all kind of like, they're all important games for the various scenarios that the teams are playing in. Like, you know, uh, Arsenal playing, against West Ham need three points. Um, City playing against Leicester, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a relegation and title thing. Uh, Chelsea playing against Brighton, uh, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, United playing against Forest, I'm pretty sure. Everton playing against Fulham. Um, but none of them are really, you know, name up in lights. Yeah. Flashes. So um, how about we just quickly say, uh, your, both our teams, I think Arsenal will beat West Ham probably like 2-1, 3-1.
0: Yeah, I think Arsenal will win.
1: And I think uh, Everton, will dr- if it's at home, will draw draw with Fulham. I think
0: we're going to beat Fulham. We're going to beat Fulham. Yeah, I think yeah
1: Fulham without Mitrovic could be could be struggling. Yeah. Did you hear about how long Mitrovic is out for? No. You've got eight weeks for touching pushing the umpire, the referee.
0: Eight weeks. Yeah. I suppose that's something that we... I don't know if we want to get back to that, but Liverpool... Um, oh yeah the elbow yeah let's talk about Andy.
1: that sorry just before we sign off um investigation undergoing and the guy constantinos i don't know his last name but it's greek <laughs> um reportedly have you, he's I, I, built I, isn't he yeah he's yeah he's built and I, i've i only had initially only seen like a still image but now i've seen like a video he definitely does lash out at Robinson with the elbow doesn't seem to really catch him because robertson seems to move his head but um I mean, yeah, I, I feel like he should have a lengthy suspension from refereeing top flight or linesmaning top flight. Yeah, that you can't do that.
0: Yeah, to, to be honest, I didn't see it. But if have you seen a still what, image? Yeah, I've seen the still image. Yeah, so
1: basically, that still image is just like, Robertson comes up and shouts at him, and he just kind of goes like that. Yeah. So like yeah. the elbow extent, like sort of, it's like half an elbow, half like a go away type of thing. Mm. But still, like you just don't raise your arm to it player in any circumstance, yeah or anybody yeah yes
0: (laughs) we don't preach violence here at the 40 Switch. (laughs) Um yeah well I mean if that's what happened then he probably should get but I think it's just under review at the moment yeah yeah and he's not going to line as many
1: games well while it's it's under review Mm -hmm. surely you can't take that long to to review though it's like you look at the footage and be like okay yeah that's what happened (laughs) yeah
0: just they're just dogs, man. They're just dogs, man. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> that'll, look
1: after that'll their own. Yeah. Uh, that'll do us. Oh, beg pardon for another week. Um We'll see you all next week when uh the Champions League second legs are rolling around. Um and oh actually it might be Europa League this went this
0: Friday. Let me have a quick look. It was United playing against Yeah, it's on Friday. Sporting? Yeah, United Sevilla. Sevilla. Juventus I think we've already
1: we've already talked about our thoughts on this. But yeah, yeah so yeah. That, that's happening on Friday. There's Premier League over the weekend. And then by the time we record, there'll either be one or two second legs of Premier League that have been played. So can't wait to chat about all that with you guys next week. But as always, I've been, uh, I've been Jasper. He's been... <laughs> and if you've liked what you've heard, um, drop us a follow and a five-star rating on Spotify and follow us on 40yardswitch.pod on Instagram for updates for when we post bye for now see you next week